This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Join us today as we discuss Tuesday's draw with Newport County, shambolic referees, and take a look at our trip to Stockport. Welcome to Barrapod. Bursting from midfield is Massinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it! On Old Trafford Cracker, in front of the Stratford end. Hello, Patrick. Hi, Nate. How are you? Uh, other than recording the intro 11,000 times because I kept saying the wrong words. Um, yeah, I'm all right. I made some good progress with something I'm doing, I've am doing. i been developing today. I just noticed on the camera I've got curtains. That's never a good look. Um, <laughs> other, other than that, I'm all right. How are you, pal? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Nearly got my breath back from cycling home at breakneck speed. It's uh, exciting times. Good, good. Uh, and uh, we've got uh, the uh, the media intern to end all media interns. Aaron's <laughs> back on the pods. How are you, mate? It's me. Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah. All right. Um, right. Well, there's only one thing to start with, isn't there? Tuesday night. Unbelievable oh, start, yeah. followed by... Yeah, unbelievable start, followed by 44 minutes of really average football. Fair? Yeah, um, the second half of the first half, second quarter, anyway, we were absolutely under the cosh from Newport, and I was surprised and sort of relieved that they went in one all. Uh, they left it fairly late to score, but it felt like they had another hatful of chances in those last five minutes and we were right under the cosh. And then Steve did what we were been asking for, made some um, prompt substitutions and that helped us re-establish a little bit of control start the second half. We were able to retake the lead, but we were never able to extend the lead and that leaves you vulnerable to uh, you know, 50-50 refereeing calls. I think you could say both halves were very similar in the fact that the first five minutes we were on fire and we got the goals that we deserved, I'd say. But then, like Pat said, we didn't really look like we were going to extend the lead to 2-3, which at the end of the day would have probably gave us the win. Um, Because I think in large parts, Newport were on top, I think it's fair to say. yeah, I think I think large parts is probably under 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 does it a little bit. I think for the majority of the game, Newport were on top. Certainly, you know, you, 
I don't think it'd be unfair to say 40 minutes of the four, first 45, they were the better sides. Um, we couldn't string we couldn't string passes together. Uh, we were second to every single free ball. Um, they just looked like they wanted it more. You know, sometimes that happens. A, t- a team comes out, gets an early goal, and, and then the other team are the team that actually look like they deserve it. They look they 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 you know they get a bit between their teeth, pissed off that they've conceded early, and they play out of their skin. Sometimes you know we we seem to if we concede first, that that's us on the back foot for the rest of the, the half. Um, but Newport didn't do that. They didn't. They didn't sort of get their heads down immediately by going behind so early. Um, they they bullied us. They we had nothing in attack. Absolutely nothing in the final third at all. Um, we hardly even pay, managed to play ourselves out of our own half at times in that first half. Second half, you're right, Pat. The subs, the the changes that Steve made, um, very positive changes looking to 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 improve our fortunes <clears throat> in midfield and going forwards um obviously Nozka came off purely because the ref had told him another late challenge you're off um which you know, his first tackle was abysmal and I, I said I said at the time you've seen people sent off for those it would have been a little bit harsh but you've seen people sent off for tackles that late it was horrendous um but you know there was nothing else even remotely close to being cardable from Norris so it's it's a surprise that he was given that sort of warning so early on but it's understandable bringing him off I thought I thought the changes made positive like I said positive we got we we had a bit more impetus going forward we were passing better we were moving better we were getting forward in numbers better um we scored from a you know a sort of again not from open not really from open play um in the second half it was a long throw in that Sweeney and then Pidge both nodded on and Jordan Roberts did very very well to volley in at the back post um and at that point you know I thought oh you know we really need to kick on and get another goal and the same thing happened in the first half I don't think it was quite quite as one-sided beyond that you know we did have a few decent looking counter-attacks and and phases of play we were moving the ball around a lot better but there just wasn't enough quality um and again the particularly the last sort of 20 minutes 15 minutes we had our backs to the wall Newport were coming forward they were pushing they looked like they looked like the only team that was likely to score at that point um and then the penalty. It's, it's it's a really poor touch from Bozzy. Really, really poor touch from Bozzy. And he's put himself in trouble. Um, People are saying he slipped as he sort of goes in. I don't think he slips. I think he just throws himself into the tackle. Um, Either way, whether he slips or whether he throws himself into the tackle, he is out of control. Um, And it could have been dangerous. I think I think that's why the referee's given it. I think because because he's it's reckless. He's out. Of, he does look out of control. Um, and had had he caught um, Bogle worse, it would have been a, a nasty tackle. Um, I think that's why the referee's given given it. But that's not really good enough. That's just not good enough. It's harsh. He's, yeah, you know, he's made them. He's made the referee make the decision, and that's poor from Boz. But the referee, I just think he's got it wrong. 
it's got it really wrong. Um, and Bagel came out at the end of the game and said that it wasn't a penalty either. Uh, I've gone back and forth in my head as to whether it was a penalty or whether it wasn't. Like when I first saw it in real time, I went absolutely ballistic when the referee blew his whistle. But then I think the more replays I've seen, the more angles I've seen, it is just uncontrollable. And I think, like you said, that is probably why he's given it. Not necessarily because he hasn't got the ball, which because he, he has initially got the ball, I think. It's just more the contact afterwards and he's just thrown himself into it. But also what's frustrating is he doesn't, if you watch it back, he doesn't actually need to make that first touch. The shot is going just wide or very slowly into the keeper's hand. I mean, Bagel hasn't even really got, got to the ball before Bozzy does, does he? They get there at the same time. Bozzy goes through the ball, catches him a little bit and Bagel goes down. But I don't think it's, I, I, I don't think it's particularly, I, I, Bagel doesn't even get his shot away. Like that's how Bozzy could have stayed on his foot and blocked it, feet and blocked it. It's one of those ones that just looks worse than it actually is, and I think that's why the ref's gone for it. Yeah, um, Stephen Dean on the radio immediately said no penalty, and then normally, although the Stevenage commentator is fairly neutral <laughs> and trying to give a a reasonable um, balanced view of that foul, so it looked worse than I expected it to when I saw the replay back. You know, his foot's kind of rolled up the ball and headed up towards the knee. Now, I didn't see much contact there, but I can see why it was given. I've seen that sort of um, incident being given as a a foul or a penalty before, just because of the force he went into it with. So, yeah, I'm not... It's not the worst penalty he's been given against us in the last month, let's put it that way. Uh, Yeah, I mean... Uh, the one on the one on Saturday, I went like Aaron with this one. I sort of went back and forth. I was like, "Well, he's warned Sweeney," and then Sweeney's grabbed grabbed the player's shirt, so I understand it. But the more I look at it, the more I'm like, Sweeney holding his shirt is six or one half a dozen of the other. Platt's got Sweeney's shirt. Sweeney's got Platt's shirt. Um, Platt's got more of Sweeney than Sweeney has of Platt. It, Sweeney having hold of his shirt infringes him, doesn't infringe him at all. He still gets up well in the air, doesn't make any contact. I, the, the more I look at that one, the, the less I'm convinced I am. I mean, the more I look at some of our shouts as well, I think two of the four that I said, well, ad, I was adamant that were penalties, two of them, the pitch one, I'm like, well, actually, it pitch is held a little bit, but does get away well. And then the first, the first, um, Josh Marsh one, uh, where um, he's coming down the left 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 wing and Platt's got his shirt. He, I think he does foul him outside the box, definitely. Um, but I think he goes down incredibly softly in the box. I don't think that would be a fair penalty to give away. Um, <clears throat> but the two, I go with the two, the two right in front of the keeper. Uh, JFC and March are brought down. JFC is tripped. That's it. He's tripped. They're given almost as often as they're not. But the March one, the guy lifts him off his feet and throws him to the ground. Stubbs lifts 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 March March up the, off his feet and throws him to the ground. There is no way that a professional football referee can see anything but a penalty in that situation. I just don't believe it. It's fucking abysmal. 
but we're not here to talk about those. And the thing is about the Newport game is a point each is probably a fair result on the balance of play. Um, So although it's a decision that rankles because we were so close to the end of the game and because it's slightly, you know, 50-50 contentious, it feels like we got what we deserved for the performance we put out, which hasn't always been the case recently. Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably yeah, it's it's fair. I I feel like I feel like if we'd have won that game, I'd have come away sort of been like oh, we've stolen it a little bit there. Um because I think on the balance, you know, we scored twice. So any argument about us having scored two legitimate goals, there is none. Um but Newport played better football on the night. But you know, it's at the end of the day, it's not about who played better, is it? It's about who scored the most goals, and we didn't. So, I think if we had gone into half time with it still one nil up, Steve would have given some strong words, and we'd have gone on like got the second just after half time, yeah, uh, and then kicked on a bit. But I think when they equalised just before half time, those strong words would have probably turned into fiercer words, and yeah, yeah it changed the shape of the game really. Yeah, we also need to make mention of the fact that uh, Jockel Anderson um, got absolutely cleaned. Um, having seen, I didn't think it, I, I thought it was just a coming together at the time. I thought, I, I didn't think it would be fair for there to be any sort of, any any penalising for uh, uh, Bogle, especially, not especially, but Bogle was having a fantastic game. But the more I watch it, the more I think it's, he doesn't mean to. I don't think he means to at all. But it's really reckless the way he goes in. Uh, it goes into the challenge, um, and you've seen players, especially in contact with goalkeepers, you've seen players go off for less. Um, so it, it feels a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to go too sour grapes on it, but I feel like we've been we've been done a little bit there. And obviously, Anderson's now got. So Anderson has now got um got a scan lined up to check check his nut and we're having to go and get a got go and get an emergency goalkeeper in. Which doesn't yeah. doesn't say a, a lot for Prisbeck, does it? Well, and Evans has repeatedly said he thinks it was a straight red card challenge. Um and yeah, he said he's got permission to seek a emergency loan goalkeeper to yeah. cover the fact we've got two keepers out injured and one keeper left, so you want cover for your bench. So I don't think it necessarily David says that he won't stop It's just oh, he's he's keeping for who's he keeping for? I can't remember. No, he's not. He's not been playing recently. He's he he was playing regularly earlier on in the season, but he's been he's been benched recently. I don't I don't think we'll go and get. I don't think we'll go and get him, but I would very much like to see him back because he was fantastic when he was here. Um, and I'd quite, you know, I would quite like to see maybe us move for him in the summer. I think he'd be a suit. Like, I get a bit bored of the constant number one goalkeeper being on loan. You know, we haven't had a number one goalkeeper who's not on loan for four years, five years, for, since Farman left. Far, far four years. So it's get it's getting on a bit now, isn't it? Um, it would be really nice really really nice to uh to have a permanent keeper and i'd love it love it to be old stuckers well he's 38 well, next year so it probably wouldn't be a very long term but they've that's all right. been good as well our loan keepers that, that's the frustrating thing we had uh, coming. yeah uh, i mean coming was phenomenal wasn't he yeah he was i think he was our player of the season almost but he, i can't remember if he actually got it or he was 
tipped for it at least. Um, we had a couple last season. I wasn't a huge fan of Christy Pym. Um, but this season... I thought he was all right. Did his job. He was proper, like, dead centre of the league, wasn't he? Like, he weren't in the top top lot. He weren't in the bottom. He was about as average as you could get. The undesirable of goalkeepers. He's Mansfield's number mm-hmm. one now. Um, but yeah, I really like Tay. I think Tay's, Tay's class. Um, I just don't... I'm, I'm, I'm just fed up of having them only having these players on loan. Like, I'd like a... I'd like us to go and see if we can get hold of a decent goalkeeper on a permanent. I just think it's a difficult position to fill. Talking of lone players that we all love, um, I saw Saxon scored earlier in the week. uh, Yeah, made his full debut. debut, Scored a goal. Good lad. Apparently the goal looked like a tackle, so if that's one way to sum up Saxon, there it is. (laughs) It it does feel like a very Saxon goal. Um, I haven't actually seen it. Uh, I'm going to go I haven't seen it. I listened to Stephen Schumacher's... uh, post-match and he said like, if, if Saxon was ever going to score a goal for him it would be it would look like a tackle so right. oh we've it's seen him score player. proper goals or Steve give him a, give him his dues he scored a great what's it Saxon one of, actually it was I thought it was wedding, wasn't it and yeah was uh, yeah yeah bottom corner yeah um right Pat uh, I forget where we are now I've sort of lost my head a little bit um i asked you to talk about something at the beginning of that episode and i don't know what it was steve evans <laughs> pre-match um stockport press conference which i listened to that's just before right. we came that's, on air that is correct go ahead do your do your, do your biz so yeah so we started off uh waxing lyrical and praising stockport's managerial team and recruitment strategy as he uh, often does you know because he likes to tell us about all his mates in football and he likes to say, oh, yeah, so, uh, you know, they've had big investment and lay the foundation off. So if we do lose, we can just say, you know, they're a really well-funded club with a big history. So it's, you know, it's not it's not as bad as it might seem. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to be wary of their league form. They've just got themselves into the playoff places. They're on a good run of form, particularly at home. So they're not anything to be taken lightly, although no games in this uh, division are. No games in any division are. Um he talked about refereeing standards in general across the league for about five minutes. Um, yeah. Faux reluctantly because he dropped it into conversation earlier and then uh, Neil asked about it and was like, oh, well, you know, I don't like to talk about this sort of thing. But And then went on a five-minute um, explanation of all the things that needed fixing and how Howard Webb was a really great man who's got a really tough job on his hands, which, you know, I have a lot of sympathy with. Um there's a bit of chat about emergency goalkeepers, which we've already covered, and a bit of chat about how well Kane Smith played against Newport and how, you know, he's a good young player who's been patient and worked hard and done all the right things behind the scenes. And I'm sure he's confident that he'll step up and take his chance with Luther uh, struggling for injury a little bit. So uh, that bodes well, I think. I was really impressed with Kane Smith uh, on Tuesday. He played his part in both goals, to be fair. That that um, mm-hmm. threw ball to Luke Norris on the first goal. Was outside absolutely, of his foot. Lovely. Absolutely sublime. He loves the outside of his foot as well. Like it, it, It's not just... Yeah, it's not just the fact that it was outside of his foot, is it? Like, I mean, that's that's all... That, that's already, like, great and impressive. But the weight, the, the, the direction, 
everything about that pass was superb and it just gave gave norris such an easy job just to tuck it away like um it was like a obviously it's very different a very different pass but andy cook's pass for walker on saturday it was just perfect wasn't it he just flicked it through i think it was with the outside of his left foot just flicked it into walker's path just everything about it was perfect it's just walker's was a great finish norris was a great finish but they like the pass just put it on a plate for him really um and i think that's certainly what happened here it was just just uh just a wonderful wonderful way to open the game what was it one minute and 56 seconds or some shit beautiful um right well you've spoken a bit about stockport coming up um they're in good form um Last five, they uh, lost one nil away at uh, Wimbledon. They drew one one all away at Crewe, um, and then they've beaten Tranmere three uh, two, Harrogate one three away, and then Crawley two one at home. Um, so they are surging. They've been surging up the uh, League Two table recently, and they currently sit in seventh place, which is uh, right at the bottom of the uh, playoff positions. They're tied on points with Bradford, uh, but they have played a game fewer. Uh, no, sorry, they've played a game more, um, but they are uh, ahead on um, ahead on goal difference. Um, it's it's a really tough game for us to go into in not the greatest form at the moment. It's a difficult game to go, for us to go into at any point, I think regardless of our own form with the the with them the way they're playing um obviously a lot of people had them pipped to win the league which you know they're they're 19 points off the top they're not going to do that but they sort of came out of nowhere this season as well cuz like you said they were uh, predicted by many people to win the league and they started off quite shaky and everyone was sort of thinking they've underachieved a little bit but like the last couple of months or whatever, they've really surged up, and I wouldn't even be surprised if they end up challenging for automatics at this point with the form that they're finding. I mean, the yeah, the the automatic positions, it's really it's really tight. I mean, from Carlisle who were in who who leaped uh, Northampton at the weekend, Carlisle in third, down to Swindon in eleventh. There's ten points. You know, Bradford are on twenty nine played, Carlisle on thirty one played. So there are there are some some teams sort of you know ahead on games played. There are some people who need to do a little bit of catching up. Some some of those teams, I mean, like Swindon for instance, who are ten points off the pace with a game in hand, they're in horrendous form as well. You know, they've in the last six they've lost four, won once, drawn once. Um, you've got Doncaster of one one three and lost three. Um, although Don Donny are turning it around a bit, and they're on a three-game win streak, um, it's really interesting. Northampton have slipped, haven't they? You know, they 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 they've lost two and drawn three in the last uh, in the last six. It's it's almost it's almost anybody's anybody out of that lot. It can come in and take it. I mean, I, if I had to put money on it, I would think the I would think. It looks like it's probably going to be the four. I mean, I think it's actually going to finish as we are right now. 
I'd say Orient, Stevenage, Carlisle, Northampton, Mansfield, Salford, Stockport. Um, I can see Stockport moving themselves up in those four. You know, we might see Northampton fall down to sixth or seventh. Um, but I think these 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 teams in these slots, I would I feel are the best teams in the league at the moment. We're quite lucky, I think, that Northampton's blip has come at a similar time to ours, if you like. I mean, well, they're sort of they theirs came at the same sort of time as Orient's, didn't it? They've sort of they they had a little bit of a wobble as as Orient started to wobble. Then they won a couple of games, and then they're sort of wobbling again. Um, and obviously, we're uh, I think we're having a right or wobble. We all knew February was going to be difficult. That's the thing. I think once it's, we yeah we get a few more points just to end out the month, uh, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, Steve. Steve, when he turned up on Saturday, give me, give me a right old earful for naming the last episode wobble, or the one before rather, um, naming that one wobble. But you know, when you're right, you're right. Um, and uh, we are, we're, we're, we're wobbling. Um, and you're right. February was always going to be really, really tough got a lot of teams not only that are in good form but a lot of teams that had expectations of challenging for the automatic race at the beginning of the season um and it's very rare that you get a team that are looking at those sort of positions at the beginning of the season that are not a good outfit right it's very rare that you have a look at a team like that and think and and they're just shite it, just, it doesn't really happen. You know, the preseason favourites are often the preseason favourites for a reason because they're strong. They have the budget to do so and 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 they hire higher players usually pretty well. And we're sort of seeing that again this, this season. You know, I I'm not I'm looking at the table now. The bottom the bottom half of the table, absolutely none of them surprise me that they're in the bottom of the bottom half of the table. Except for maybe Walsall. Um, a lot of people thought they were going to do really well because they've got a they've got a a loaded owner in in the last year or two and and they've got quite a good squad. Um, but you know they're fifteenth. Um, so other yeah, literally other than them, and I think you know I think Sutton. I would if Sutton and Walsall changed places, I'd be like, yeah, that's pretty. Pretty, pretty much what I would I wouldn't have been surprised with that at the beginning of the season um, could, and everybody else that was saying Crawley were going to be right up there I, I'm so glad I was right and that at the beginning when I at the beginning of the season when I said there's not a chance they're going to finish above 15th um, mugs um, yeah it's, so Chuds Chuds tweeted the other day um, as he does um, sort of giving giving assessments and and looking at stats and stuff and saying that if we get four points out of our remaining games this month we can be satisfied with that and like normally you'd be like four points in three four games fuck off but absolutely i would be at this point satisfied i mean four points stockport try me at home is that that the three yeah. So yeah, four points from that you really can't argue. They're three tough games. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I would. I, I, I if if you ask me where I think it's going to go, I think we lose on Saturday. 
we beat Tranmere at home and then we win away at AFC Wimbledon because I saw Wimbledon a couple of weeks ago and they are fucking pony. <laughs> They're the only team we haven't played this season. Am I right in saying that? So far, so far, yeah, because the game was rearranged and they were in really good form at that point and I was like, are oh, we going to go in there and lose? because we can't play very well away from home. Um, and they're in very, very ordinary form. Four draws, one loss, one win in the last six. So it's very much very much a, a, a game I expect us to take at least a point. Always got, to, always got to be satisfied with a point on the road. Always got to be satisfied with a point on the road. But I'll be disappointed. I will, I will be a little bit disappointed if we don't at the very least play like we look like we should be winning that game. Performances are important. Points are obviously points are king, right? But I think we've looked shite too far too often away from home and far too often recently, just in general. Um, and uh, it, 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 we really need to change, turn it around. And the longer this goes on, the more I'm like, uh, we're going to start sliding down, sliding down the table. Yeah, I think it's all it's all just about um, changing fortunes as soon as possible. Like you say, really. But, I mean, if if you would t- if you told me that our blip would be getting a point away to Newport, getting a point away to a hardworking Sutton side, you'd take it. Really, Bradford, we never bloody beat Bradford, and Northampton <laughs> earlier in the season, so. There's we, uh, those are proper bogey teams for us aren't they we never do well against either the only teams we've lost to in the league uh, Bradford Northampton Salford am I right in saying yeah, yeah we never beat either three of them so there's still positives you say that but we did pump Salford 4-1 at home the end of the season I mean, I mean, I mean season. away from home away from home yeah yeah uh, yeah so um Today it's going to be a bit of a, a little bit of a shorter one today. I think we covered everything off. Um, anything else you want to bring up, Patrick? I mean, the Salford Salford Stockport squad is packed full of higher league experience, you know. So we're going to have to deal with Paddy Madden and Kyle Wharton up front. Mm-hmm. Um, Hippolyte and Sarsevich, good creative presences there, and a lot of experience. Defensively, they've got some familiar names. Phil Barsley, Joe Lewis, our own Ryan Johnson's played nearly 30 appearances for them this season. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a tough challenge. They're fifth in the home form table and, what, seventh in the away form table. So you can see why they've um, bubbled up the league recently. It's going to be a tough one, but we seem we're usually defensively strong and we can hang tough with teams. We need to put out a better showing than we saw against Newport. But I think we've seen positives in the recruitment and it just needs a little bit of time to bed in and kind of build those those partnerships between the different groups. Yeah. I think, I think we might see a largely familiar uh, line-up this coming Saturday. Obviously, goalkeeper aside... Uh, I don't know whether Luther's going to be back, but either way, you know, we we I think we we you know we we're pretty familiar with Kane Smith. I think the back three centre backs will be returned, restored with TVC coming back in, Clark at left back, 
Reeves looks like he might also be back. So I'd be very surprised if he doesn't come straight back into the side. Yeah. Um, and then I really, it, you haven't heard me say this very often this season. I really want to see Norris start, and I really want Roberts, uh, Norris, and uh, Rose up top. I mean, I won't be disappointed with Norris or like Norris or Reed starting. I really like the front three of Rose, Reed, and uh, Roberts because they press like a bunch of bastards. Um, <laughs> And they're a real pain is pain in the ass to 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 play against. Um but I think Noz I think Noz has got a skill set and a presence that would do very well in well not do very well but not necessarily do very well but would be uh competitive enough to take the fight to Stockport. I think that's what we need to do on Saturday. I think we need to take the fight to them. Um which is why I also wouldn't be disappointed if Roberts doesn't start and we play Forster Kasky in that kind of role who might not press as much, but also ain't going to get a yellow card after 11 seconds. Hmm. I mean, as for Luke Norris, he's probably got a point to prove now. With Oh, big four, time. Yeah, with four or five men looking to start up top, he's going to be dying for that shirt. And when Noz has got a point to prove, Something just clicks, and there's a there's a fire in his belly, and he really is obsessed. Well, it was around. Um, it wasn't too much after this point last season when he went on an unbelievable run, was it? I think yeah, you know, maybe maybe we've got three or four weeks more to 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 go before that sort of that kicks in last season. So fingers fucking crossed. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on uh, March up top, Aaron? I. I like what he does off the ball and pressing. He looks like an absolute nuisance to play against. Um, I think we're still yet to see his full potential uh, in terms of on the ball and finishing. We haven't really seen much yet. Whether I'd start him on Saturday, I'm not too sure. Like you said, I think probably Norris and either Reed or Rose would be my choice. I don't I don't dislike what I've seen from him, but I think there's still far more to come. Pat? Yeah, I'd agree with that. He's got decent pace and good movement. Um, I've seen him try and screen off defenders and wait for the ball to come into his feet, and that does not fly in League 2. That is a recipe for losing it and losing your foot on the way. Um, But you kind of have to learn what you can and can't doing what you can and can't get away with. And there's definitely a useful player in there if we can work out how to uh, fit it into the system. But I don't think him and Reed up front together is going to be a long-term success because they're quite similar in what they do. So it feels like him or Reed alongside Norris or Rose is the way to go. I don't know who tweeted it, but someone someone on Saturday tweeted saying that March is Danny Rose light. He's not as good off the ball. He's not as good in the air. And he doesn't look as much of a pain to be to play up against. And I couldn't agree more. And that's really disappointing because we don't need a we don't need a player who's gonna score less goals than Danny Rose. It's not a similarity I'd considered, I'll be honest. 
To be honest, when we first when we signed him, I, and we looked at his goal record at Forest Green, it isn't the most spectacular, but they did have yeah they did have a lot of good things to say about him. So I still I yeah, still but it's it's all that. but it's all like oh we'll run his nut nut off for you. But I was like, well great, we've mm. already got a load of players to do that. How about we just fucking sign one that will pump it in? What what was the term Dino used to describe? Uh, he said, oh, we just need someone who can stick it in with the end of their knob. That's what it is. Like, <laughs> literally, get anything on it. Knob it in. Anything. We just need a player who's got that touch. And I don't... From what I've seen, I will admit it's very early to say that he hasn't got it. But from what I've seen so far, I've seen no sign that he has either. Um, obviously, I'd like it. I'd like him to prove me wrong. But I'm... I'm just a little bit dubious. It's early days, I suppose. It, it, he's played in two or three games now, is it? Um, yeah, yeah, three. It's very early days. Give it five to ten games and we'll see. Well, there it is, official. Give him give him five or ten more games and then we can slate him. <laughs> Still harsh, but yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> but we'll I mean, it might not be. If he, just ru- if he just doesn't do anything and he's rubbish, it's not harsh slating him, is it? I mean, he could have won us two penalties in two games, which isn't a terrible return. No, and I'd probably be going, yeah, what an absolute bellend to have to line up against if he, if he'd have done that, if he'd have won us those two penalties, and if uh, if you know we'd have won these two games off the back of that. But I'm not because he didn't, <laughs> and I've just not seen I've not seen anything on the ball that suggests that he's going to be scoring goals for fun. And we we need someone who can fucking score. We've got loads of strikers who don't score enough. Can we have one that fucking does? It just <laughs> doesn't feel like the sort of thing you're going to pick up in the January transfer window on loan, though. Yeah, stranger things have happened. I just... Uh, I don't feel like I'm even asking for much. I just want someone to score between now and the end of the season. I just want a striker to score eight goals. Eight to ten goals. I don't feel like that's too much to ask for. I really don't. I mean, the way Pidge is going, I think, is hunting down that top goal scorer. But we, yeah. need, but, but we need a striker that's going to do that alongside Pidge, not in place of him. Like, like, yeah, we've got what is it? Rob Roberts and Noz are both on eleven goals or something at the moment. Pidge ain't far behind him, and that's appalling. That's not good. Strikers should be always, always. I mean, you're right. You know, maybe with sort of these hybrid striker slash attacking midfielders that that technically technically are midfielders, but they're just strikers that can't play on right on their defender who score a hatful. Like you're. You're, you should always have a striker or two leading leading the way in goals scored. It shouldn't be fucking defenders at any point. I mean, there's only seven players in the league who have ten or more goals. So it's asking a lot what you're asking. But yeah, you've got to reach for it. I don't think it is asking asking a lot. I just want I just want a striker who can score goals on a frequent a frequent basis. Don't you know, I don't even need him to score a goal every other game. Just a little bit more frequently than that than than what we do have at the moment. If we can get a striker who can get two goals a month over the course of the season, we'll be laughing. And I, that doesn't feel like a lot of goals, which is just depressing. We don't score enough. We absolutely don't score enough. I know we've scored quite a lot compared to a lot of the other teams in the league, but that's because we create a well, until recently, we created fuck some more goals than most other teams. We create enough good chances, enough good chances. We just don't score enough, and I will fight 
fight and argue against anybody that says otherwise. We just don't. Our, our conversion rate is appalling. We'd be miles ahead in the league if we scored a fraction more goals. Literally, like 10% of the more, more chances we'd be flying. We'd have won. I don't think we'd have lost this season if we'd have done that. That's that's how ridiculous it is. How how bad our conversion rate is. Nine draws and 16 <sighs> backs you up on that. Sorry? I said nine draws and 16 backs you up on that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right, uh, I'm going to end it here because I'm going to get an aneurysm in a minute. Um, I can't even be bothered to do the predictions because we all know. I don't. I just think we're going to lose. So fuck it. Um, Aaron, cheers for cheers for hopping on today. I've yeah, asked you loads. I've asked you loads since your first appearance, and I thought uh, you don't want to come back. No, I promise you, it's not. Uh, it's not personal. Just busy uni schedule. That's how it goes these days. Yeah. Um, obviously thank you thank you Patrice pleasure as always lovely um, we'll be back next week after hopefully we go and fuck some pseudo mank people <laughs> until then up the borough ta-ta up the borough. doubles up again Bursting from midfield is Massinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it! On Old Trafford Cracker, in front of the Stratford end. What do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNuggets share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.